Hello and welcome to another episode of The Realist Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jules. I'm Steve. And tonight we are going to talk about Stevie's business implementations and how you've changed things, haven't you? Yeah, we've really uh, built a solid foundation and philosophy. A lot of cool ideas that can definitely be implemented into um, other aspects of life. It's all about systems, structures and organization um i i am befuddled by the ugh in life and there's a lot of ugh and, and we talk about the ugh and um we also get into some emails if you'd like to leave us an email uh, send it to the at gmail.com uh enjoy the show that is it claggy it's not so i have to watch my p's um i mean look always watch your p's and q's that's just that's just good manners isn't it (laughs) (laughs) wait is that swearing p's and q's i believe is a a term for swearing questions and pants well surely there's got to be some etymology to p's and q's the study of bugs hmm i don't know (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it's another one I don't quite understand. En- entomology, I think that's study of insects. Entomology is, but etymology is the is the um like the origin of a word. Is it? Yeah. Etymology. Etymology. Yeah. Hmm. Google it if you want. Come on. All right. Do it. That that's going to get. No, oh, we're good. Nice. Well played. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, the origin of words. And the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. While you've got Google up, put in P's and Q's. And then another one that's always always befuddled me is birds and the bees. Yeah. Now, if I say, Stevie, tell me about the birds and the bees, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? So, P's and Q's means mind your manners, mind your language, mind your kids, mind your wife. Really? <laughs> and my husband, because they're raping everybody out here. Yeah. Okay. So, if I say to you, Stevie, tell me about the birds and the bees. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, sex. Okay. So, at what point did birds ever have a relationship with bees that somehow had something to do with sex? Well... I guess B. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> like the birds. Let's talk about the birds and the bees. Well, the birds chirp when they're happy. Yeah. After they've had sex, obviously. Well, I think they just chirp all the time. They're just generally happy birds. They actually chirp more with a rising barometric pressure, a rising barometer. Okay. Yeah. You and your barometer talk. <laughs> you used to be... An absolute massive fan of the barometer. I was a big advocate for yeah. the barometer and fishing. You were pro barometer. How um, you been? I've been good. Yep. 
The bees, they, however... Have not been good. <laughs> they pollinate stuff, so that's also like sex. Okay. For flowers and fruit. Do you reckon that's where it comes from? No idea. Okay. How have you been? I've been good. I've been really good. As you said, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Walk me through it. On. Now, um, really challenging times uh, okay. at work. Uh, so personal development for myself and business development. Okay. Business ethics. Anything you can discuss or we just got to dance around it awkwardly? We can dance around it. We uh, can discuss it a little bit um, vaguely. Is there anything context. that could be useful to other people? Definitely. All right, hit us with that. So, um, you know how people get really apprehensive about how someone's going to react? Yes. So then they choose to avoid that situation? Yes. Yeah, so I've done the opposite. I've gone, Okay. I don't really care how this person's going to react. I'm just going to be calm and assertive and convey my point with logic and facts and just be very pragmatic and just just deal with it and that kind of approach has led to fast tracking development okay with myself um improving me as a person in confidence yep and self-development and business development okay by being in the owner of the business if i don't develop personally yeah then the business also doesn't develop okay it's all connected. So talk me through what's going on. What have you done? Um, what I've done is I've created more of a team mentality at work. Okay. Um, and where everyone sort of is played to their strengths yeah. while providing training and developing their weaknesses. Okay. How did you do it? Um, I did that by analyzing each scenario before I make decisions yeah to make sure I've got the right person for the right for the job okay for the task at hand yeah whereas previously management was more decided decisions were decided um, in a poorly in a poor way okay yeah like without much thought which without much uh, analysis okay yeah. So it's led to um, things being done more efficiently, yeah, more, more effectively, yeah, and uh, which leads to being more productive and happy more workers. Yeah, most importantly, thank you. I've missed that point. Yeah, most importantly, much happier people and uh, a better workplace culture, which is really important. Definitely, I think it's underrated, understated. No, I'd agree. I mean, it gets forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I think I think more so in big business mm. than it does in little business. But I think it can often be, be overlooked in little business because, yeah, it's it's again, it's massively important. Yeah, in larger businesses, people are more like a number. Well, yeah, it's more like what are we doing wrong? Well, it's something we're doing in regards to selling or profits or all that nonsense. It's like, well, that's the problem. It's like, well, maybe maybe you should, you know, improve the culture of the workplace and you might get better results. Yeah, definitely. I guess if profits are the number one focus, 
then the workplace culture ain't going to be the number one focus. So how would you find a balance where... Because, I mean, of course, profits have to be a focus. You can't completely... I mean, we can't all pretend it like, oh, no, no, workplaces are just meant to be fun mm. um, and fulfilling and everyone's got to be happy. Because, you know, of course there's got to be profit, otherwise a workplace won't exist. Yes. So how do you find a balance? That's a really difficult balance, um, especially when you're dealing with different personalities, yeah. people of different ages. Sorry to interrupt you. Is that an L. Ron Hubbard book on your bookshelf? Yes. Okay, so we're going to have That's to... That's the one I told you about. We're going to have to have a chat later. We already did. <laughs> okay, Did so you forget? You never listened to me. I do listen to you. <laughs> um, so, if you can just focus for a second. You're staring at it. <laughs> it's Stop looking at it. It's like a turd. It's like the sun. You'll go blind. Don't look at it. <laughs> so, our workplace consists of people aged from 18 yep. right through to... 63. Fuck. Who's who's the oldest person that works for you? Wait, I might have made that up. <laughs> not <laughs> I'm not sure if she maybe so <laughs> there's one person uh the look the oldest is not a woman is it? There's three over 50. The oldest is not a woman is it? You better not guess her. I think that's really Yeah, I should yeah. not as never ever age. assume a woman's age, you animal. Point is from 18 years old to 50 over 50. Yep. That's a pretty wide range. Yeah, it's big, diverse. Big, very that, diverse now, demographic. Now, how do you go? What was, what was I say? How do you go finding the balance? And then we'll come back to yep. the difference. So I find the balance by recently having employee reviews. Okay. And individually talking to people and providing a safe space for them to talk about how, they, how they're finding work. Yeah. Um, where they feel that I can improve things yep. and also suggest things that skills um, that they want to improve. Okay. Um, and that sort of gives you a quick snapshot into, um, you know, I guess the overall culture because you yep. can find out individually how people are feeling yep. and then you put it, put it all together and gauge the, the positivity. Okay. Yeah. So, my philosophy is to provide the best quality product I can, or we can, yep. rather than I, um, deliver the best service possible, yep. and also create a happy, positive workplace. Okay. Yeah, so those three things to combined, I feel like um, profits will be a byproduct of delivering those three things. Yeah. And have you noticed that starting to shine through already? Oh, yeah. Massively. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, um, do you think this this process that you've gone through, could this be applied to anything in anything other than just business? Could you... Could definitely. You... So, this could be applied to, say, a musician, um, an artist, some any anything creative. Yep. It, what about a family? A family, definitely. Yeah. So it's about having a common goal. Okay. Sharing sharing the same ideology and communicating it in order to achieve that. Ideology or values? Both. Okay. So values are more sort of innate, more sort of uh, slowly 
created, whereas the ideology, I feel like, develops and, and sort of has to be spoken about. Okay. People can sort of have values um, and you ask them why, why their values are those and they just sort of say because they are or yep. because they're my parents. Yeah. Whereas an ideology, I feel, develops through self-reflection and self-development. Okay. Um, but I, what I've really noticed, especially over the last month of being in this position with the restructure we've had at work. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it's been three and a half weeks. Um, the fact that everyone is aware of my philosophy mm. and what I'm trying to create, they've all, um, it's been really well received mm. and they share the philosophy and they know the direction that we're heading in. So we're all heading in the same direction. Well, I mean, I mean, just a thought that I had then was if you've got people that have the understanding of what your vision is, then it's far easier for them to make a decision or to work in a way that heads in that direction, even if you're not around to guide constantly. Exactly. If that makes sense. It creates um, autonomy. Yeah. And confidence. It builds confidence. So, whereas before that lacked massively, there was a lot of second guessing, people unsure what to do. They were unsure who to turn to. Yeah. I believe hierarchy is really important, but not in a sort of toxic, abusive way. Yeah. Just in a way of having structure. Yeah. I think um, my understanding is that humans thrive under structure and hierarchy. What's well, natural? Yeah, yeah. There, there needs to be a leader to turn to, and then um, sort of offshoots and branches off that, mm. where people say less experienced can turn to someone and um, feel comfortable knowing they're going to be guided. Yeah. In a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It sounds like you're doing amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it feels amazing. It feels really good. It's, um, as you know, I was lacking a lot of f- fulfillment. Yeah. Um, motivation. My drive was gone. Yeah. And that was only a couple of months ago. Okay. So by basically I've, I've just put together, um, I've put into action all the things that I've learned yep. over the years um, from reading different business books, listening to podcasts, yep. um, different things about psychology and philosophy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm well aware that you can't please everyone. And it's not about, um, like, for example, with employees, it's not about sort of having the attitude of, oh, I don't care if this person's not happy. Yeah. It's about taking the time to chat to them one-on-one mm. and and sort of working out why they're working against you, if yep. that's the case. Yeah. And then uh, finding some common ground and basically making them feel part of a team and yep. then they slowly start to change and adopt your views. Um, and you just do that by sort of showing them that they you know, that they're not a number, that they are important. They are an integral part of the team. Yeah. Um, and you just want to, I just want to nurture and empower them. Um, so it's like, you know, um, you want to, you want to employ people 
that uh, have a purpose. They want to feel like they're accomplishing something. Yeah. Um, and then they'll enjoy coming to work, especially if the culture is good. Right. Yeah. And and I didn't have that, and it was a weird feeling a few months ago to be the owner of a business, um, the founder. Yeah. And feel a bit lost and feel inadequate and feel like um, just not enjoy it. If you had to sum up what the what the ideology was before you changed it, what what would you say it was? So the idea, the ideology before was. I'll just kind of throw around some words that summarize it. Yeah, it's 2019. We love buzzwords. Hashtag buzzword. Hashtag whatever you want. So it was very unorganized, mm-hmm. unstructured. Yep. Chaotic. Yep. Um, there wasn't an emphasis an emphasis on quality. Yep. Um, it was more quantity over quality. Yep. There wasn't. Um, very strong uh, views on customer service. Um, and and there also was the views of, I don't really care, so um, why should anyone? Yeah. Um, so not much leading by example. Okay. Yeah, so I've, I'm really trying to, there's been a big shift from um, a boss being in charge to a leader. Any pushback? Yeah, a little bit of pushback from... Can couple, I guess? A couple of the... Older people? Uh, yeah, a couple of the older people. Okay. But also one of the younger people. Really? Who's Who's been with us for a few years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and all of that's attributed to not liking change. Yeah, okay. Well, that's pretty common. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Also, but... what would I um, would I have a strong uh, stance on is accountability. Yeah. And people don't like that. No, Some not people. at all. So, but the reason I like accountability is to provide accurate training. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you can not learn a... more if you're accountable. Exactly. So it's not about who did this wrong. You're in trouble. It's about. Um, why did this go wrong and how can we improve it? I think accountability is something that can just be, that should be adopted, that everyone should just try and adopt. Like even for a week, just be like, all right, I'm going to, because it's something you literally have to practice in my opinion. Mm. Um, and, and definitely, and you have to be super honest with yourself and like anytime you fuck up or do something ridiculous or say something silly or even like, Okay, so <laughs> why are we talking about work so much? But there's a ding dong at my work, and um, ding dong. That's putting it lightly. Uh, my boss hires a lot of temps because that's um, that's how the new world works. Is you just hire people in temporary positions, and then those people are gagging for work because there's so little stable work out there that people are just filling all these temp roles. Anyways. This this temp is this, this ding dong. This ding dong is infuriating, right? And I'm not one to 
Um, you can tolerate a fair bit. I can. And I also am not one to try and belittle someone's intelligence or lack thereof. Mm. But this person is fucking thick <laughs> to the point that it is infuriating. Like beyond infuriating. And I have to stop every now and again. And I'm like, why are you being like, I have to stop myself from being mean. Mm. And I don't know what that's about. So because he's thick, does he struggle to be accountable? Uh, yes. Yeah. But, he, he but it's also because he, I, I swear it's like he's got his fingers in his ears and he's like, you know how like people playing Pokemon Go just view everything through the prism of their phone. So it's like they're like walking off cliffs and doing really dumb shit and sort of completely unaware of their surroundings because <laughs> they're just in Pokemon Go world. Yeah, they're in a bubble. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that. But this guy's in Ding Dong Land where it's just like, <laughs> and but like, I, what's I, the population? <laughs> one. <apparently. laughs> but like, it's it's so weird because I find myself getting super infuriated with it, and I'm like, why am I getting so angry? Why? And and then I stopped and I was just like, I said something stupid. When no one else was around but me, it was just me being mean by myself. And I was just like, that was, I'm like, that was completely absurd. That was unnecessary. And I like had to like, almost like uh, speak out loud to myself to force myself to be accountable for a shitty thought and a shitty thing. And I'm like, that's so ridiculous to say that, to think that. And it's like mean, and it was weird. It was like a weird moment of like self accountability, where I was just like, "This needs to be like this is poor behaviour. Stop it." From you, yeah, from me. Was it thoughts or words? No, I literally stopped, and I was like, "Stop that!" Yeah, because I was like, "That's that's that's toxic shit." Like, <laughs> but like, why do you think the ding dong was affecting you so much? Oh, dude, I, I honestly, the only way I can I can um can deflect any kind of frustration is by with humor essentially yeah so um when like it's it's absurd like i like i'll be one of the guys at work was asking me something to do with music and um i can't even remember how the conversation moved to anything but um he was he was like yeah i'm thinking about starting a Doors tribute band and I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh yeah cool <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what are you gonna play and he's just like well I don't know any musicians so I don't know yet <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like what what makes you want to be in a Doors cover band he's just like oh I just really like the Doors I'm like well do you sing and he's like nah but I will and I'm like what like i'm like what are you talking about and then like but i I felt myself being like wait like it's it's really obscure it's really strange this is interesting um do you think you're (laughs) you're a judgmental person i you know or open-minded i thought i was yeah (laughs) this man is making me reconsider a lot of things but like so he's your buddha yeah, at the moment he is. For example, when that was going on and I noticed myself getting like, what, like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like all mm. frustrated. I was just like, I stopped and I pointed to one of the other guys who can't stand him. I was like, did you know that Macca is actually the, the second best chew heart player in, in, in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> like just nonsense. It's the only way I could deflect because I was just like, and, and he goes, oh, really? Like, you know, like he's that kind of. <laughs> so do you think you're annoyed and frustrated by what he says and his views because they're not in line with yours? No. 
So no, I think so it why? comes from a... I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, you don't re- know why? No, I don't know. Can we work it out? We can try. But but part of me feels like I just wish you were there to witness it. Like just half an hour <laughs> what, just for in humor? that lunchroom to just be like, see? See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's shit and that's the shit I'm so talking about. are we talking about someone that annoys you and gets on your nerves and you're struggling to deal with it? Is that what this is? Not really. No, well, I was talking this? about how I, I force myself to be accountable about my own shitty opinions oh. about this person. Okay. And that's what I'm saying about about being accountable and how you have to practice it, essentially. You do. There's many forms of accountability, and I feel like it nearly always carries a negative connotation. Um, well, yeah. To me, it doesn't, but I, I'm told it does. Like, um, I guess accountability is... I don't know. You don't really you don't really get taught how to be accountable, do you? At school, or you kind of do by your parents. Yeah, well, you do at school if you get. I, I feel like accountability is taught to children as a way to make them fess up to doing shit that they're trying to get away with. So the way it's taught, it always carries a negative. Yeah, because impact. it's like, well, you know, you should be honest, so you can get this punishment out of the way. Yeah, when in actual fact, like the accountability itself is almost the reward because it's it's essentially letting go of the shit. Yeah, but in a way where you you you're sort of empowered by your own mistakes. Yeah. Or not mistakes here again, accidents. Even anything. Yeah, anything. Like if if a parent asks a kid, "Did you break this?" and the kid's like, "Oh, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna get in trouble." Yeah, I'm so gonna they lie. lie. Yeah, and then it's worse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I so, told my daughter. I was like, "I'll never. You'll never be in trouble for telling me the truth." Yeah, I've said that to her so many times. She still doesn't quite understand that. No. The amount of times I just said to her, I was like, "Bullshit." She's like, <laughs> one of her friends was over, and I and I heard a heard a kerfuffle from outside, and I ran up, jumped up, opened the door. I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And she's crying. She goes, "So and so pushed me in the water." Now, so and so was nowhere near her at this time, and I just went, <laughs> "I went, that's bullshit." And she's like. He did, and I'm like, well, if I go ask him, what's he going to say? She's like, no, and I'm like, well, why is he going to say no? She goes, because he didn't do it. I'm like, buddy, like, what's the point? <laughs> what, are you, like, what are you doing here? Yeah, what, 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 what is this? What is this about? Yeah. So, and yeah, like it's it's that weird little thing. She hasn't quite worked it out yet, but it's it's one of those things that I, I I've tried to explain where I'm just like, you know, it's really important for you to tell me the truth sometimes because like. Even if you think you're going to get in trouble, like, you're not. You're not going to get in trouble for telling me the truth. Even if I'm asking you, like, why is this broken or what happened here? But I guess that's something hard to to teach to a child. But I guess that also comes back to trust. Yeah, definitely. As well. So maybe it's my fault. Possibly. And and I, this child doesn't trust me. I mean, trust falls. all that would take is for you to promise that she won't get in trouble if she tells the truth. And then if she does and you get angry... I need to hold myself accountable. That'll be confusing for her, possibly. Oh, absolutely. Um, why don't we make a little shift to something uh, from, I think, maybe two weeks ago, okay. longer, yeah. when I attempted um, Screenless Saturday. 
Yes. So you told me about this. Yeah. And I said I want an update. You do want an update. So this is based off uh, the Minimalist podcast. Yeah, which you're a big fan of. I am a big fan of. Um, it's changed a lot, and it, I feel like they are covering a lot of the same stuff now. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've just learned all the fundamentals, and um, and the, you know, there's not too much more to learn about it. I mean. It's kind of a, it's an ironic thing to learn lots and lots about being a minimalist because it's all very minimal. It's all very not much stuff. So yeah, you don't like, really learn more because you don't gain more it's, things. It's like <laughs> that whole Buddhist conundrum of like the um, pursuit for unattachment where you're attached to the idea of being unattached. <laughs> Non-attachment, yeah. It's this, yeah, whole, yeah. It's, it's this whole deal here. Yeah. A robberist. <laughs> it's like um, trying not to try. I love Is it when people say, you've just got to relax. Yeah, just, great just, idea. Just relax. <laughs> like, have, like have, have you ever tried to be relaxed? It's a, it's, it's a paradox. It doesn't work. <laughs> it is a paradox. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an enigma. Um, yeah, so anyway, Screenless Saturday I did a few weeks ago. Um, so what was the premise? Let's start with that and then you can tell us how you went. The, the premise was to use nothing with a screen for the whole day. So no phones, no computers, no TVs. Yep. Um, I was curious if a watch fit that category. Well, I don't own a watch, so it doesn't matter to me. Okay, but I would say a smart watch does fit it. A normal analog or digital, I'm going to give it a pass. I know I have no say in this, but I'm going to be the screenless Saturday ref here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Weird flex, but Okay. No memeing. No memeing. <laughs> Mem me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it went really well. Yeah. Um, okay. I felt a lot more present and mindful throughout Did the day. Did you do anything on that day? Yeah, I believe I went with a friend to a winery for lunch. Um, and I think we went, uh, we went fruit picking at a fruit farm as well. So this was a little, this is a couple, this is over a month ago now. Wow. Um, yeah, and it was good. I mean, the person I was with used their phone for directions a few times, kind of had to, but yeah. me personally didn't touch a screen for the day. Were you? Did you feel like you were cheating by having that person use their phone? Was it did it like, feel a bit funny. If you were like trying to quit smoking and your best friend was having a cigarette next to you and you were kind of enjoying the passive smoke? Yeah, it's a bit like that, I okay. guess. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean... The alternative was to sort of do less, to not go anywhere, and, you know, then that wouldn't have been as yep. enjoyable or yep. as adventurous. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, it's just awesome to, to go backwards a little bit in yep. technology and, and just um, switch off every now and then um, because I think more and more phones are becoming addictions for people. I would completely agree. I know I've been having a lot of trouble with it lately where I'm getting frustrated. You're actually holding your phone right now. I was actually looking for a piece of information. I know you were, but it's it's just so ironic though. It is. (laughs) Because we rely on them so much. Well, we we do, yeah. We rely on them for everything. Um, They're so useful and so handy and they make our lives so much easier. But at Uh, what cost? Oh, my God. Um, Like... I think a lot of people's ability to genuinely re- interact with people. Yeah. The cost uh, is big. Is, I had this thought the other day, right? There is a vast majority of the people on my Facebook, if I spoke to them 
or I saw them at Safeways. And I will stay with Safeways. I had someone try to correct me the other day, and like, it's Woolworths. I'm like, sorry, I grew up in my mock. It's Safeways. Yeah, I still call it Safeways. Yeah, Safeways for life. Um, so, yeah, it was the whole, um, if, I, if I'd ran into these people, or I saw them coming at Safeways, I'd try and not interact with them. Your Facebook friends? Like, a, a lot of them, yeah. And I'm like, that's pretty weird. Isn't it? No, I think a lot of people do that. I don't know. I only have 20. Like, these are the people that you're friends with, apparently. But, like, if you saw them coming, you like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to talk to them about. I'm just going to go. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's my own neurosis. But I feel like I just see <laughs> stuff and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, I know that person. Apparently we're friends. But I don't really, really know what to talk to them about. So I'm going to pretend I care what new flavor of Red Rock Deli has bought out. <laughs> have you ever looked at those flavors and just thought, who the fuck? is in charge of these flavours. Yeah, we talked about this last week. It's nuts. Mm. It is nuts. It's like two fucking stoners sit in a room and they're like, um, truffles and caramel? I love it, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Ring the boss. It's like it's made by the pancake parlour dudes. Oh, my God. I Did you enjoy <laughs> the pancake parlour dudes? Because they used to frustrate the living shit out of me. I was kind of indifferent to them. Okay. See, yeah. that's my problem. I get wound up by a stupid. <laughs> Where are we going? Okay, tell me more about Stringless Saturday. Stringless Saturday, yeah. So, um, I recommend it. Okay. It, it kind of... Cr- How would you start it? Maybe just the phone? A good place to start? Mm, you mean for the whole... Let's say, you, you mean say, say you're going like, look, I, I can't handle the idea of a completely Stringless Saturday. Because, you know, nah, you've I've got, got to, kids. You've got to just do the whole thing. You've got to go, you've got to go all in. Yeah, so, you, so you've got to treat it like an old I mean, school Jew. You've got to, it's, you're part of the Sabbath. Or just like an old school person. Okay. <laughs> a Luddite. It, or a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've got to set the day up. You've got to plan yeah. some board games if you've got kids, I guess, um, some toys. But I don't know, I don't have kids. So for me... Um, you know, a couple of books, um, magazines, maybe do some painting, shit like that. Yeah. Have you been painting recently? No, I haven't painted for a while. I'm probably, uh, I need some more canvas. You should sell some. What? You should sell some paintings. Some of the ones that you're like, I like this, but it needs a new home. Where am I going to sell them? eBay? Etsy? Etsy? We live in the age. You can sell anything. What's Etsy? Okay. Etsy's like... um, Alibaba? It's like what hipsters do when they don't have a real job. Mm. They make crafts and sell them on Etsy and then tell people that they have a shop. Okay. What do you do? I I, I own an art shop. I have an online shop. Yeah. You could do that. (laughs) I could do it for you. Nah, that's not why I paint. (laughs) Why do you paint? Um, it's it, a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah. You don't want to sell your hobby. I mean, do you want to sell your music? Yeah. Here? Yeah, I'm trying really hard. All to of it? Yes. No, you don't. <laughs> That's you, the point. <laughs> you needs it. Um, okay. So. Well, how's your week been? Man, I am. Besides work. Up and down like a yo-yo. Right. Why? I don't know. I'm really not sure. Not up and down like, oh, I'm, one minute I'm euphorious and walking around with an erection and the next minute I'm I'm suicidal. It's not quite like that. but what? So slightly above medium and then slightly below medium. Yeah, okay. So Monday with 
the only thing I can attribute to Monday. I got up Monday, went to work like normal. Um, oh, what did I do? Picked up rubbish all day, like the usual stuff I do on a Monday, clean up like parks and stuff like that that are just trash from the weekend. Yep. And like I even went to the lengths of messaging my wife and being like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel great today. On Monday. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of was daylight savings. So we got an extra hour of sleep. And I was like, maybe that did it. And then I was like, I'm also planning on going hunting on the weekend. And I get like, you know, when you used to go on like a big fishing trip or a big, you get that sort of like pre-trip buzz. Yeah. So a little bit excited. So there was that going on. So you had something to look forward to. Yeah. But before that, you didn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just was like, I don't know what's going on. I feel great. But then I started talking to a friend and I started talking to the, uh, to them about um, about um, our friend that no longer, <laughs> that ghosted us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then I started getting real bummed out about it. And I was like, and then, and then I was down. <laughs> and then I was down, not super down, but like pretty bummed out. Yeah, for a bit, and it's weird. It's like it's like I'm super easily influenced by um, external stimuli, mm. in a way. And sounds like you're conditioned. Conditioned. I just feel like I'm really open at the moment and just absorbing a lot, and 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 really really easily affected by it. Like to the point that like I'll be watching something I really enjoy, and then. Like God, what were we watching the other night? I can't even think of it. And then, and then I'll just get like these weird, overwhelming like feelings of like um, empathy or sadness for something that I'm seeing or witnessing. It's really strange, like really weird. Well, who's in control of what you feel? Well, I mean, that's a fucking head scratcher of a question. We'll try to answer it. I mean... All right, think about it. I want to talk about something from uh, Buddhism class the other night. hit me. So, Dawn Yang talked about um, how we refer to ourselves as I and other people as the other. So, I'm me. Yeah. And you're not me, so you're other. Yeah. And when we're on like a rickety bridge, for example, and we say it's shaking and we feel like we're falling, yeah, we go in our heads, I'm falling. Okay. Shit, I'm falling. Yeah. But we're not falling. It's only our bodies that are falling. We, we should be saying, my body is falling, but we go, I'm falling. And we have like this ownership like, we are our body, but we're not. We're separate from our body. Okay. We have our body and our mind and our brain. Yeah. And it was just interesting, and it was like that sort of head-exploding moment <laughs> that we get. Yeah. <laughs> when you're sort of like, whoa, this is a bit existential. It's my meat car. My meat suit. Yeah. Um, and it it's funny, like, I'm talking about a lot of different things, but my auntie... When I visited her the other day, it was really good. And she goes, um, except for this bit, she's like, oh, no, you got another tattoo. Don't you know, you know, they're so permanent. 
<laughs> all I was thinking was like everything is permanent. everything is impermanent. <laughs> what are you talking? I'm about? like you. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking you've got so much to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like once we, one, like everyone dies. Uh, once we die, our bodies decompose. Tattoos are not permanent. You know, our, our flesh and skin rots away. Yeah. They're the least, per- one of the most least permanent It's things. like putting a sticker on your car. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Saying, oh, that's permanent. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. That Nismo sticker looks ridiculous. <laughs> Nismo. <laughs> Um, okay, so what does this have to do so, with me getting affected by yep. external So I'm going to connect this somehow. Go. So Go, try. This is your segue attempt. Go. Yep. So I feel like what you're doing yep. to cause yourself uh, to have these ups and downs, lost my, uh, thank you, lost my speaker, um, you're separating yourself um, from your mind and that's and that's affecting you so you're like um this is going to be difficult to connect yeah but it's in there somewhere um try so you're having you're having these ups and downs yeah but you don't know why which is so silly because you're in control of your own thoughts and feelings no i disagree well you should be because they they come from your mind yeah. So why, what's happening that's making you lose touch with your own thoughts and feelings? And when these, as you know, they're sort of called delusional thoughts and feelings come in, mm. you're letting them control you rather than you controlling them. Well, it's not controlling me. I'm just witnessing the emotion and going, oh, that's weird, and then getting on with it. Are you noticing ups and downs? Yeah, but not to the point that it's affecting my meat car. Is it making you uncomfortable? I mean, no. Not uncomfortable. But I mean, enough to talk about it. I mean, if you're asking how I am, it's been up and down. Yeah, but not to the point that I'm like, oh, man, I'm fucked. I wouldn't say that. I'd go so far as to say that, like, it's weird how much I can be in the middle of something and then watch, like snap out of what I'm doing, sit with my kid on the couch for a minute, watch a TV, and then becomes, like, super emotional about whatever's going on on TV, and then walk away, or then someone tells me good news, and I'm, ha- like, super... It's, it's like, ping-pongy. See, I disagree. I think that's completely normal. Yeah. Okay. And you should just be embracing it and accepting it. Oh, I am. It's great. Yeah. The, the highs are great. But you said it's weird. It is weird. It's not weird to me. That's normal. That's healthy. Okay. Yeah. You're just, you're relating and showing compassion and love and empathy for other things. Yeah. That's super healthy. Okay. Yeah. So it's all good. Good job. <laughs> good, yeah. Good boy. Yeah. Based on everything I've learnt, uh from, yeah, from... it's it's definitely not been a problem. I guess I've just been more aware of it. I, I think it was it was just weird because I just woke up on Monday, you know, just a super good mood. And just this. It, so, do you want to try and attribute the way you feel um, to your circumstances and a reason? No, I didn't at first. I was going, man, this is great. I feel great, and then I was like, I don't know what's going on because like nothing's different. I was just in a good mood. 
And then I was, that's when... But are you normally not in a good mood on a Monday? Well, I mean, I don't know. I was being retrospective, not retrospective. Self-aware. Introspective in regards to, gee, I'm in a good mood. I wonder why that is. Because... So why question it? You're right. There is no need to question it. But I was going like, whatever I did, I need to do that again. <laughs> well, that's good. Essentially. Yeah. That's why I was like, maybe we need to go to bed earlier. I think that's the only way to look at this. Yeah. Is it's, it's not a problem. Holding on to that feeling. And next time you're not feeling positive and happy. Yeah. Remember that feeling and try and get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just more hunting, I think. More... What more it, hunting, more, more sleep. sleep, more sleep. Yeah, more sleep's a big one. Yeah, definitely. Sleep's important, super important. I did, I did do something on the way here. Well, I, I, I had this, I had this thought right as I was leaving to come here. Um, Cherie was huffing and puffing and going, I, "I need to do this. I need to do that." And I thought, what a strange concept. I was like, that that idea of I need to do this and I need to do that, and it's an annoyance. And it started making me think, like, that's quite common amongst people to be like, oh, I've got a, I've got a headache. I've got to take some Panadol. Like, oh, oh, I've got to change my socks because I stood on a little bit of wet water. And I thought that's really odd. Some of that's uh, fairly neurotic behavior. Yeah, but, I mean, it's so common. Yeah. Like, what do you have to do? Today? Oh, I've got to go shopping. But that's what makes a person. It, it, but isn't that weird though? To the, to the, like, because like, it's so common, no one would question it. To, to, to like, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna get some more water." It's like, what do you mean? Oh, it's why isn't it? I'm just getting more water. But everyone has idiosyncrasies like that. But I think that's really common to have that sort of like. No one does anything without just doing it. It's like, yes, we do. Well, I mean, some people do, but is that weird thing of like, okay, so for yeah. example, everyone wakes up. Without trying to wake up. Yes. And everyone gets frustrated when they have to answer the phone when they're on the toilet. <laughs> and goes, oh. Now, that, that, oh. What's that? What is that? Because that, you just have to do something. You just, instead of just doing it, it's the, oh. What's that? Really? I hardly ever get that. I call bullshit. I hardly ever get that. Maybe recently you don't get that. Yeah, Ugh. recently. The last couple months in particular. Just having more and more acceptance for things. Yeah. When things come up. And you've got to remember too, like, I'm able to achieve that more than you because I don't have kids. And they are very, that's a, they are a very um, highly stressful factor yeah. in someone's life. They, and, and they are the ultimate tester of patience. Yeah, and I've seen it. Yeah. And you do a really good job. I'm not sure I do. You do, because you <laughs> you didn't have many tools in the shed. <laughs> and, and the ones I was given by my parents were all broken. They're all blunt. They're all, blunt. <laughs> all broken. So you do. And that's, yeah, so it's not about me being better at it. Our circumstances are different. You have to look at things objectively and you can't compare something. You can't compare an apple with an orange. No. It's different. But what I'm getting at is, isn't it a strange mentality to have the, ugh? Isn't it odd that people have to... Well, no, it's instant suffering. 
But isn't it such a strange thing that we're so conditioned, that so many people are so conditioned to do? It's a strange mindset that's quite common that no one would question normally. It's not strange. It is. It's not. (laughs) It's really bizarre. It's not. Everyone's grandparents do it. It's creating a story about nothing. And then their parents do it. And then it's passed down. But what is the... It's suffering. It's wanting something else to happen because it was it's, it's not wanting the reality it was to be me it, it was is. me about to come here right and and right before i was going to come i said to sheree i was like do you need me to do anything for you she was nuts fine and then she walked into the bedroom i started checking through the emails because i was like what email am i going to bring up tonight and she walked back in she was huffing and puffing and what's wrong do you need a hand with anything she goes Ugh. there it was and, uh, i've Harley's getting sick. I've got to give her some Panadol. And I thought, why, why the, uh, question. Yeah. Does her mum react the same? Oh my God. She's just, her whole life or is even ugh. worse. Yes. Worse. Far worse. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Point proven. But I do that. I do that. Ugh. Yeah. But who do you spend most of your time with? But I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that everyone does the, ugh for certain shit. Yeah, but we're talking about you. No, we're not. I'm talking about the fact... I'm talking about the ugh. You do the ugh. Yeah. And who do you spend the most time with? Me. No, Sheree. Bullshit. No, the other I person... spend it with the fucking clowns I work with for 38 hours a week. Yeah, but do they do it? Everyone does it. This is what I'm getting well, at. there you go. This is what I'm saying. And it's strange. Well, I don't do it. And I, I don't... I call bullshit. I reckon you would. I don't do it. I'm going to challenge you. I want you to pay attention I've to the got, I've got an example. I'm not saying I never do it. Oh. Before. <laughs> I never. I don't do it. Don't be like that. No, so this one. This is, don't this be tit for tat. This is a moment for you to grow. This is a moment of self-growth. This is where you've got to be accountable I'm for your own. Ugh. I'm saying it's learned behavior. And yeah. you're trying and to justify that common. it's not. No, I'm not justifying that it's not learnt behaviour. I'm not justifying anything. I'm just saying it's really strange how common it is and how weird it is that we essentially go, ugh, and add this dash of suffering to every little situation that we essentially, like, these things are just normal things that people need to do. It's, it is strange, but it's not strange. It makes sense. Why? I already said because everyone learns it off someone else, especially their parents and then their parents' parents. So you're saying the ugh phenomenon is just... Passed down. Just a massive meme that's been going on for 100,000 yeah. years. Yeah. Well, not 100,000. Well, how, many, how long have humans been going for? About that. Since it's, it's been happening as long as we've had phones. <laughs> Bullshit. I'd say go longer. Oh, my battery's dead. Ugh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as opposed to just being like, oh, my battery's dead. So, for example... Um, to me, it I feels did, like you're adding that... that there's a story being inserted into that. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's what it. If if you could verbalize the ugh, the words would be "Why me?" Yeah, or it's not fair. But I thought about it, and I was just like, well, you know, sometimes you just have to do things. Like, isn't it weird? It, it seems strange to be like to acknowledge. It in such I don't know it just seemed bizarre it was just this weird thought I had where I was like that's really <laughs> that, is a, that is a fun thought but it's really strange how common it is and it's like it's like it's essentially like a, a little flag of like someone's flying the flag of suffering for an everyday 
super common normal thing. Like I've got to give my daughter Panadol. Ugh. For example, I did and a- I didn't mean it was like ugh. I don't want to help her. It was just like a ugh. The ugh. The 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 the, the vocalization that can take many forms. So two things. For you, it might my, be, oi. Oi, vey. Maheim. So my washing story, yeah. which I'll get to in a sec. Is this, related. is this a moment where you went, ugh, or ugh? No, no, when I didn't. Okay. That's what I'm trying to explain. But the other part I want to say is, um, if it could be verbalized into words, that sound, it would be, why me? This is unfair. But, yeah. but more... Accurately, I reckon it means. I reckon if it, the person had a conscious thought, yeah, when they made that sound, it would be fuck. Now I have to make effort. Yeah, it kind of is a little bit of like a. I don't want to be doing this, or yeah. this takes something that I don't have right now. So what do pe- what have people been doing less and less of every year? Making effort. Yeah. Things that well, re- require I mean, that's effort. a pretty, it's a pretty gross generalization, but I mean, like, if you're going to be sort of like, yeah, there is, there is. No, a- no, it, it's not a generalization. It's true because there's more things in our lives than ever that make our lives easier and make it so we have to make less effort. Yeah, but there is a small minority of people wise. out there who really push hard to make an effort. And I'd hate to disparage those people because I'm sure they definitely. I'm just trying to, this to podcast. work out the origin of, ugh. Okay. Yeah. And. Yeah, you're right. There is there is there is definitely a trend. For example, before um, Uber Eats, yeah, and even Ubers, yeah, you had to make a lot more effort to do stuff. Ugh, the silver top. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I have to go pick up my dinner. Ugh. Oh, the, I have to cook it. Oh, they don't deliver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these potatoes so anyway, aren't peeled. So anyway, <laughs> my washing story. So two days ago, I did a load of washing. Yeah. Forgot to put it in the dryer. Oh. So the plan is, yeah, <laughs> put the load of washing on and then it's done. So when I get home and then uh, put it in the dryer. Yeah. Forgot. So next night, next day, crap, It's it's a bit... You know, it's going to smell. Tom I had Tom. the thought, I've got to rewash it and then put it in the dryer. Forgot to do all that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And, and I didn't go, ugh. I just went, oh, I forgot. Yeah. So what I did was, instead of going, ugh, I grabbed my phone. I set a reminder for 4 p.m. the next day, which was today. Yeah. And it said, do washing. <laughs> so is that why we're currently listening to... Yeah. <laughs> yes, that explains the dryer in the background. So Ugh. my alarm, my reminder went off. I rewashed the load, waited till it finished. Yeah. For some reason, it was still soaked. So I put on another spin cycle. Oh, my God. And then put it in the dryer. Yep. Done. So instead of, ugh, I just went, what's the solution to this? Set a reminder because I'd already forgotten. Done. I think this is... Effort was made. A perfect opportunity to incorporate accountability and acknowledgement of the ugh. And just instead of being like, ugh, I have to do something. It's just like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. I want to talk about... Don't you think Don't you think that's... Like, it's like almost forcing <laughs> yourself to be present. Instead of adding some bullshit to your story, 
Because I mean, that's like it, to me, it was just like this, just this super weird, like. Do you reckon it's this um, kind of really quiet, calm way of being a victim? Like, oh, almost not, yeah. not me. Like, oh, yeah. why me? Yeah. Uh, why was, won't anyone help me? It was really <laughs> weird. Look, because I, I, I want to say, like, I probably do it a lot. Oh, you do it all the time. Yeah, and, and it was weird because I sat back and I was just like, so I've offered to help. Um, you don't want help. I've actually I've noticed over the last year in particular. Yeah. Instead of that, more often than not, you go, "How can I fix this? How can I solve this?" Yeah. You've changed a lot. I have to um, purely because if I ask, "What can I do to rectify the situation or fix it?" and I get told nothing, nothing, then there is literally. I have done everything within my power mm. to fix the situation. If it, if I can't do anything, if you're still grumpy after this, <laughs> this brief interaction, then then we're done. Then <laughs> then checkmate, darling, <laughs> <laughs> because I've I've fulfilled every op my within every inch of my being what I can do. Yeah. So then you've got two frustrated people. Yeah. Then I'm going. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's never happy. <laughs> No, which wasn't the case. It wasn't that, and I'm not, and I'm not being, I'm not being critical of her actions in that moment, or or what was going on. It was just a weird observation of me going like, "Wow, we do that for so much," and I know I do it. I'm totally, yeah. I'm totally guilty of this. Where I'm like, oh, I'll add the oh, to everything, and it's just like, I don't know. It's weird. I want to talk about having a problem solving thought process yeah. rather than focusing on the problem. Okay, is this so, in, re- in relation to the ugh, or is this a new... This is in relation to the workplace and personal life and family. Okay. All the different So you're introducing a new, a new... This is a new direction. This is a new direction. Okay, I'm going to give that segue a two. So we're rating them now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway. Continue. <laughs> Either way, we're still there. Yeah, go. Um... So a lot of people, I find, focus on the problem rather than finding a solution. This may sound sexist, but I feel like women do that an awful lot more than men. Focusing on the problem? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. I mean, in my correct own, me if I'm wrong. Experience. Ladies, write in, write into therealistpod at gmail.com if you believe I'm wrong. But I feel like... And I don't know. And I know it comes from a place of like where women are just like, I just want you to listen. Where it comes to talking about the problem, yeah. I just want to talk about the problem. It's just like, well, yeah, they because I've I've heard. So I want many, you to listen to my problems. <laughs> so many dudes be like, well, what do we can? What can we do to fix this? So there's nothing to fix this. What's the point of talking about it? Mm. Not that. Sorry, I I I I, I, I believe it's more a uh, individual thing. Yeah. Okay. More so, but. In in my own direct experience, yeah, females tend to focus on the problem rather than a solution. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like I don't know. Maybe males are more have better problem solving skills. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, but what I want to point out is, while you're focusing on a problem, you physically and logically can't focus on a solution. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can't be you can't be focusing on or thinking about two things at the same time. Mm. So while you're dwelling on the details and how you got there and what went wrong and so on, you can't actually move forward. 
And I don't know, recently I've just been able to pretty much solely focus on solutions. Maybe it's because I'm thinking so positively and have a really positive perspective at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I've got the right tools to deal with it. Um, But yeah, I don't know, just try and think about it. Try and put it in practice. Okay. Try and notice other people and what they're focusing on. Yeah. And other people are, I've found are really good at sucking you in, drawing you in, you yeah. know, help, like, let's both look at this problem. Okay. And can you believe the way she spoke to me? Mm. But it's the way, it's, it's the way she spoke to me, you know? It's these details and these fine little it's, things. It's the that, padding and adding to the story that goes along with everything. Often in a lot of cases, I find well, it's like, it's, it's like focusing, something happens. It's focusing on things that trigger emotion yeah. rather than facts. Yeah. And logic. solutions and, and, and resolutions as opposed to, <laughs> yeah. You're like, Oh my and God. And then you, you might say, yeah, but did that, a per- did that person apologize? Mm. Well, yeah, they did. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, how often do you hear that? It, and it, it felt so insincere. Yeah. But, okay. you know, but she didn't have to cut me off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So do you think there's some validity in that? Definitely. How about I'll try to think of an, of a, of an instance where I've noticed that and I'll try and, I'll try and come back to you with a way that of, of how I dealt with it. Sounds good. And you can pay attention to your uhs and i want you to bring a few uh moments to me because i know they exist now that you've become aware of the uh, you're going to see it you're going to it's going to be like when you buy a new car and you think no one's got this car and then you get that car and you see it everywhere i feel like the most appropriate reaction for me to have to someone saying ugh. no i want i want i don't not other people you oh you want yeah, oh, I want you to me. be accountable for your uchs. All right, can you do that for me? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. You know what I can <laughs> There do? it is. There it is. <laughs> Done. <laughs> you know what I can do for you? Tick that box. I've got an email here from someone. Oh, this person wants to remain nameless. Um, but it seems this is right up your alley, and I think it fits in with Screenless Saturday. Okay. So this is from, uh, this person wants to remain nameless, so we'll go with, um, let's give him a name. Bruce. Bruce. The world is hurting me. I've had to delete Facebook. I don't watch the news, and I've started having trouble watching YouTube because I cannot deal with some of the content popping up. Friends would share lost animals, memorials to friends and family, and world issues such as climate change, deforestation, etc., I would go from feeling happy with my day to being completely anxious and upset with life. Often thinking about it at night and often think sorry, and often thinking about it at night. How can I be more open to the world without being hurt by the world constantly? That's a tough one. That, that could go into your screenless Saturday. But I, I think so. I can relate to this heaps because I've essentially removed every source of news from my can you, life. Can you summarize that into one sentence? Okay. So I'd say that this person is 
this is almost seems like what I was talking about when I was saying that I'm easily influenced by things. I think, yeah, it's difficult. So, okay, so this person is becoming, um, you know, so Facebook, the, the, the influx of like, oh, someone stole my dog. Um, oh, my God, look at these poor hungry kids in some shithole. Um, you know, oh, this person's got cancer or, you know, there's just a lot of horrible shit going on in the world. Mm. And I'm saying that this person seems to be going to the point where they're completely anxious by the influx of nonsense that you see either on the news or in the newspaper or someone's sharing stuff on Facebook or... Yep. So my first thought is potentially this person is taking on um, the worries and concerns and feeling a lot of empathy and compassion for all these people and things on Facebook and kind of sharing some kind of uh, trauma bond with with these instances, with these people and things they see. Um, and, I mean, I'm completely unqualified, but my first thought is that it's due to them not dealing with their own traumas. So they're finding attachment in other people's traumas and and sort of going and sort of not coping. Yeah. Okay. Potentially. Because, I mean, everyone is aware that people die somewhere in the world every day. Mm. People have cancer. Kids yeah. get cancer. Animals die. Yeah. That's, na- that's life. And so it's strange that they're being hashtag triggered. Strange to me by seeing things on Facebook. I mean, that's just part of it. That's what it is. I mean, if you turn on the news, you see it. Yeah. If you have online news, you see it. So I, I'm concerned that they're f- reacting so intensely by this. Really? In what way does it make you concerned? Well, as I said in my unqualified opinion, yeah. I feel like they're sharing the sharing the trauma with these people due to their own unresolved traumas. Now it's a pretty pretty big assumption. Yeah. But I can't it's like they can't discern the difference between what they're seeing and their own insecurities and past traumas. Yeah, see I'd go a different direction. Um, purely because I feel like I've been through this. Um, yeah, but they can, they can turn it off. So the fact that they, they've left Facebook on and they're seeing all this stuff. No, but that's not what was said. What was said was that I've had to leave Facebook because of the amount of stuff that's going on. I'm not watching the news and this person's feeling like they, they've, they, they don't have an ability to be open as to what's going on with the world without being basically bombarded and made anxious by the essentially horrible shitness that's going on, which is fair. I don't think that, but uh, that to me, that's just complete. That's completely ignorant in what way? Well, because all of that goes on, whether you watch it and hear about it or not. Absolutely. But when you're, when you're being bombarded by, what's going on in Haiti. That's not natural. 
that's not a natural situation to be told constantly about all the shit that's going on in the world. We're designed to have social circles of 100 to 150 people. And to, to were they forced to sign up to Facebook and these these news no things no so they did it by their own choice well I assume so yeah so then there's a lack of accountability if they chose to sign up to it then they need to be accountable for what they see well I think this comes down to a perspective shift I would shift my perspective from the the to to a perspective where it's like well I mean you don't need to be on Facebook. Yeah. You don't need to be on Facebook and you don't need to be open to the world. I don't I, believe. I can't remember the last time I watched the news. It must have been maybe six months ago. Yeah, I, I don't do it. I, I would I would shift my perspective from thinking that you need to be open to the world when you just don't. No, you don't. Your world is what you make it, essentially. And if and, and, and if the the environment of Facebook has got to the point that it's so fucking toxic with the amount of nastiness and shittiness that's going on with the, in the world and i'd say that that it's good to be offered it is good to be offered and i'd say it's, as i said i i'm concerned that potentially so why are you off facebook then well i'm not off facebook well you were i was why were you off it um because i was addicted to my phone yeah and that was the biggest part of it yeah the endless scrolling why don't you watch the news uh, because it gives me no value at all. Okay. Um, so why are you every ignorant th- to everything that goes on in the world? Well, I'm not. I know I'm aware of a lot of what goes on. Yeah, but what about all the stuff that you don't know what's going on? Why are you so ignorant? Well, I'm not so ignorant. But there's lots of stuff going on that you don't know about right now. Uh, because why are you being so ignorant? Why are you doing that? <laughs> because I'm pointing out the flaw in your argument. Not at all, because it doesn't affect me. Okay. If, if something doesn't affect you and you're aware of it, that's the opposite to being ignorant. Yeah, but you're saying that stuff's going on. That stuff's going on whether you know about it or not, or you're aware of it or not, and it doesn't affect me. Yeah, but if you are affected by, it, if you're like, well, so it's it's affecting. I'm this gonna person. not be ignorant, and I'll get involved, and I'll understand what's going on with the world. It's just like, oh god, it's still horrible out there. I'm going back to my hole. Well, I don't feel like I I need to get involved with something that doesn't affect me. I just think it's an unfair statement to say that it's it's that it's not a statement. It's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that's harsh. Yeah, life's harsh. <laughs> You're right. It definitely is. I mean, if you watch if you watch the news, you'll see how harsh it really is. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking miserable. I mean, it's hard because we're just we've just got a few sentences here. We don't have the the person can't. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, we can get the person to write back. Mm. I can send them an email and get them to clarify. We've got more. Do you want more? We'll leave it at one. No, you can do more. All right, I'll find another one. Oh, what have we got here? Why don't you read that one? People pleaser. I want to people I want people to like me. I try to change my answers, actions and tone of voice to what I think they want. Yeah. I would rather go without to make others happy in the hope that they like me. 
but it can leave me looking weak and often comes at my own detriment. I worked hard to get to know the new manager at work. We had nothing in common, but I thought we were friends. She left after only three months. Once gone, I opened up to another manager saying I had trouble building a rapport with her. He answered saying that's because she hated me. How can, how can it just be me? I worked hard to be what I thought this person wanted and she hated me anyway. Is that it? Yeah. Can't please everyone. <laughs> but I would, I would say that that comes from being inauthentic. Absolutely. I'd say that being inauthentic, I think people sniff that shit out. And if you're being inauthentic, then it's far... Like, I would rather have a conversation with you where we disagree about stuff and have, like, a real conversation versus you, I'm going, don't you think it's weird that, like, the stars are just there? And you're like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just like, well, of course they're there because... And then, you know, as, a, as opposed to having a real conversation. Yeah, it's disingenuous. It's just, I think people sniff that out. They do. And it's untrustworthy. Absolutely. You can't trust someone that's disingenuine. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah, because that's, it's, it's that's odd behavior. It's that is actually, very odd behavior. It's actually really common for people to be a people, uh, a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to fit in. When you're a kid, you're constantly trying to please everyone. Yeah. To fit in, to feel loved. To yeah. feel part of a group, part of a community. And where do you reckon that comes from? It's in our nature. Yeah. We want to be part of a herd. We yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I mean it's it's evolutionarily it's from our animal it's, brains. Yeah, it's it's a it's advantageous. Yep. And that's why we need hierarchy, because in the herd there's a there's a dominant leader. Yeah, okay. Um talking more in a community sense and um, and a workplace setting. I mean, that's why we have a prime minister I or try, a president. I try to change my answers and actions and tone of voice to what I think they would want. Okay, so there's an assumption made because this person doesn't know the person that they're trying to please, essentially, and they're trying to do it to what they think they would want. Yeah. Which is, this is just a clusterfuck of inauthenticities, which would, yeah, no wonder this person hated this person. That is a really, really strange behavior. I understand that, again, it's probably quite common, but I could understand why that person would be like, oh, have you dealt with Bruce? Bruce is hard to deal with. Mm. I, I can't tell if Bruce wants to be my friend or not because it just seems like everything the person... Because I, I would be like, if someone was being super, super, like... Uh, yeah, again, it's just super inauthentic, and I'd be yeah. like, "This is this is like almost condescendingly facetious." Well, putting insipid, put it, putting almost. putting on an act or a facade, yeah, will only get you so far. Insipid was the word I was looking for. Yeah, I think that's fucking not bad for canned soup. What would you say to this person? Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to people pleaser. I would say, be try, yourself. Try. Be being yourself. If you want to make, maybe making an impression with a new person, like be as nice as you possibly can without being disingenuous, but like just be yourself. 
So I think that's far more beneficial because then if you do establish a relationship with this person, it's built on trust and an actual connection as opposed to this completely fucking fabricated existence. Hmm. Is that a fair... Yeah. Harsh. Not really. (laughs) Nah, just kidding. (laughs) So how many times recently have you assumed someone will react a certain way? I feel like I constantly alter what I talk about because I don't want it... See, this is where I feel that sometimes I can be slightly disingenuous. It's not so much that I don't... I'm careful because I will avoid topics of conversation that I'm very passionate about Mm. and that I have a slightly... Bias. No, just slightly... Committed. Slightly less socially at the moment accepted opinion <laughs> controversial well not yeah i mean like and stuff that i yeah because i know that if it goes there i'm and i'm the kind of person who will be completely honest and people don't often like that no people don't like honesty but that goes against what we we're saying before but, but i still think how, they, they like it more than they like how many times have has someone not reacted how you thought they would a lot which tells us that this person needs yeah. to be themselves yeah. and needs to assume that the other person's going to like them for who they are. Yeah. Because more often than not, people don't react how you think they're going to react. Yeah. Um, it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, and that, that prevents people from addressing fairly big issues. Yeah. Because they're concerned that the person will won't view them in such a good light. Yeah. But then it equals negative growth. Well, if you would like some um, harsh criticism about your (laughs) problems, please send us an email to therealistpod at gmail.com. I think that'll do us for this week. So, yeah, we won't sugarcoat it. it's, it's, um, It's different energy tonight. Do you feel a different energy? Yeah, it feels constructive. Feels constructive. Harsh? little harsh. Swap harsh with honest. How, how about that? <laughs> Just shift your perspective a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, Stevie, it's been fun having you again. Having, well, having you again. Us doing this again. Yeah. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, um, you know, like us on Facebook uh, or alternatively, send us an email to therealistpod at gmail.com. Also, something that would be really great is a review on whatever whatever pod instrument you use, whether it's iTunes, specifically iTunes. They're, they're the reviews that really help the most. Um, yeah, if I'd love it, I'd love some reviews. Would you like some reviews, Stevie? I would. I would. I was just <laughs> thinking, I'd really like a five star review. Yeah, I was just thinking um, what you just said. Harsh. Yeah. But it's not harsh, it's honest. I think people often confuse honesty with harsh. Well, you did. Well, I mean, it depends. Because it's an on- opinion, opinions aren't always... Is harsh truthful or is honest truthful? Uh, let's, let's unpack this a little more then. Um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's- like, no one gives a harsh opinion. Uh, you give an honest opinion. That's truthful. Yeah, and I if guess. It, if it if it's viewed harsh, then you then you can address that. Should we? I think we should we should take note 
of harshness and honesty, and I think that should be a topic for next week. We should unpack that a little bit more and look into it. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do some homework. Again, thank you for joining us. Send us an email. Leave us a review. Thanks for having me, Stevie. You're welcome. I'm so grateful. All right.